The following podcast is completely fictional. All of the characters, even those based on real people, are fictional. They are just impressions by a weird dude talking to himself for your enjoyment. Hola, bramigos. Hello, hello, everybody. It is Above the Dave, your host of the Lot Scene Podcast. Today, we're going to talk about drugs and specifically what I believe are the peak best case scenarios in which you can do all the drugs. Individually, they all have a different perfect scenario, I think. So I'm going to break those down for you. After that, we're getting a return visit from Doug, the fish orgy promoter. He's back and he wants to talk about what's going on in the deep, dark, sexy, smelly, wookie fish orgy circuit. And then lastly, we are talking to two legends. They're both here in the studio right now. And they're in the green room. And they're coming out soon. It's Willie Nelson and Snoop Dogg singing Lottie Dottie and shitting in the porta potty. It's another episode of The Lottie. said in an earlier episode this is my 42nd year of life it's my bisco year 42 and with 42 years i have now uh, a solid amount of drug knowledge i am going to pass on today i'm going to give you my best case scenarios for doing most of the drugs excluding a few that I haven't personally done. So if I haven't done them, you probably shouldn't do them. But also do you. Just be careful. First and foremost, when doing all drugs, be careful. Don't full wook it. I guess I got thinking about this idea because the older you get, if you're going to keep doing drugs, then you have to adapt. You have to or you have to quit. Those are the options. In your 20s, Pretty much that's when you're at your most reckless, I would imagine, for most. For some, it's their 30s. Some people are late bloomers. Some people even later. It's not about when you start and more about how long you've been going, I think would be the first thing to consider. As I get older, I find that I have such a great experience doing a particular drug in a particular environment that I say to myself, hey, it doesn't really get much better than that combo. Maybe we should just save that drug for that combo because sometimes you do it in these other scenarios not even close to as good you know so so i've kind of thought about that with a lot of drugs i feel like the healthiest outlook i can have when it comes to drugs is are they enhancing the situation so i want to find those perfect situations so that i can make that link in my brain like hey this this and this go together of course there's going to be situations where you get some some shit that doesn't line up and the plan doesn't go 
quite as envisioned. But at least that way you can compartmentalize where the best case scenarios are for these things so that you don't waste your time just doing them to do them. I think most of my excess drug use were at times in my life where I frankly was bored slash depressed slash just kind of confused what to do with my time or didn't give enough of a fuck to better utilize my time. So I, I it was really like out of boredom that I probably did my excess drug use. But there are great scenarios for, I think, all the drugs, kind of, if you can moderate, guys. That's what it's all about. Simpler said than done. And I know that from experience. We're just going to start with the gateway drug. Can you handle the gateway drug? Marijuana? Yeah. Cannabis. Weed. Uh, best scenario for weed. Well, I will say this. My personal take on best case scenario to smoke weed, it can vary. It is a versatile high because it's a lower maintenance high generally than some of the other stuff we're going to talk about. It's a more baseline feeling good high. Obviously can turn on you if you take take too much, but let's not talk about edibles, right? We'll separate edibles. We'll just talk smoking weed. Smoking weed, best case scenario, call me freaking chuggy. Call me basic AF, but put me at a fish show. At a fish show, best case scenario, I'm getting high. I'm smoking weed. Where? What am I doing? Where am I? I'm inside a fish show. I'm not in the lawn at SPAC. That's not best case scenario. We're like in the pavilion somewhere, okay? CK, shine those. Lights on me. Okay, best case scenario with CK, lights, fish. Now I can say this, if you're listening, you're like, eh, fish isn't my thing. I'm more of a panic gal. Uh, hey mama, but uh, I hear you. So same thing, live music and smoking weed. Now, if you kind of have like an anxiety thing or uh, you know, being around too many people, then that can be shitty. But you know, I'm talking like, you know, take a couple puffs, one puff, weed, at a fish show or at a jam band show, frankly, just put me in any jam band show, smoking weed. It's the tried and true. And I think that combo for me, that's that's a lifelong combo. Even if I, even if, when I give up everything else, it'll come down to weed and wine. That's the phase out, my people. If you abuse it and you go too hard, you're going to crash and burn and you're going to have to peace out or you're going to have kids. And and if you have kids and you still party, that's cool, but you know, you got to obviously got you're already moderating cuz you're around kids all the time. So, so I'm not as concerned about the parents, but if you're not having kids, then you're going to crash and burn. So you got to chill it out. You got you got to take it. You want to take this to the max? You want to you know how many how many bands are hot right now? Every band is hot right now. It's a it's a fucking renaissance of fucking jam music right now. You got to pace yourself. Okay, so some shows you're just smoking weed. That's what you're going to do. You take some nights off where it's just weed, you know, weed and wine. That's that's the ultimate combo. Let's be real. That's, you know, smoking a joint weed. I'll get more specific. Smoking a joint. Best case scenario, you have a bottle of wine. You're with someone else. You each do two glasses, smoke a joint, you know, bust out some chocolate, kick it on a porch. Maybe someone gives you like a hit of a cigarette. You know, I'm talking... That's best case scenario for a joint is two glasses of wine and a joint. That's that's a primo buzz right there. That's the kind of high that's going to take you into your 60s, 70s. That's the high. That's what you're chasing. That's where you're going to if you take your time right. And you know what? That's a beautiful place to end up is weed and wine, smoking a joint, two glasses of wine. And you're going to feel that 
when you're 65 and you're going to feel it and it's going to feel best thing ever. Uh, so that's the goal. That's the end goal. So, but you got to, you know, again, that's the moderation thing we're talking about. So weed, best case scenario, just generally smoking it, hitting the bowl. Uh, I'm at a fish show or a jam band show. I hate to start off like such a basic, but hey, you're listening to a jam band podcast. So what did you think I was going to say? Next up, mushrooms. I talked about this one of the previous episodes, best mushroom trip I ever had. And so I'm not going to spend as much time on this one because you've already heard my personal belief. Mushrooms, you want to be outside. You want to, we're talking daytime, maybe like a afternoon into nighttime thing. Totally get that. Maybe uh, national park, but remote. You know, and I'm going to say best, best case scenario, national park. Let's just, you know, let's not beat around the bush. I'm saying you're going for a half an eighth to an eighth. Full trip, uh, not just like a little little one cap kind of thing. You want to you want a trip, you want a trip in a national park. You want to go to Joshua Tree, dude. <laughs> you want to go to Zion, dude. You want to you know what all that shit arches, dude. You want to do that, and best case scenario, shit. Really, that's that's all you need. It's gonna be you, nature, the universe. <laughs> it's gonna be a great time. You don't want to be cooped up. You don't want to be locked up. You don't want to be surrounded by a ton of people. That's just going to give you anxiety. You're not going to be able to communicate like you want to, most likely. And so you kind of want to be more remote. So why not go to the most beautiful places that this country has to offer? Okay. To that, I'm going to then, let's go to acid, right? So acid tripping. However, I find at least it's more social. I think when it's weak acid, I'm just giggling. I'm laughing. I'm in great spirits. Everything's kind of funny to me. Sadly, also, I mean, I used to at least. I used to be able to just drink like a fish when I was on just shitty acid. It was just, I was just blown away how much I could drink. You know, I, I've actually backed away from doing that. I don't mix alcohol now with pretty much all of these except yeah, there's only one scenario here that I'm going to actually recommend that you are drinking. Uh, every other scenario here, I'm talking clean. I'm, I'm not mixing the booze with this, but that's where I'm at. I was actually kind of forced into that because, again, I had a point in my my life, in my age, where my body said, hey, actually, fuck that. We don't want to do that anymore. And I was like, what? I can't drink on acid? And my, my stomach was like, you fucking try to drink half a White Claw? I'll fucking make you nauseous all night until you force yourself to throw up in the morning. That's where I'm at. I have I can't do it. My body has shut that shit down like it was fucking lactose, which it did to me as well. So but that's me. I, I, I've, I've always had a shitty stomach, but there may be things that come up for you as you get older where you're just like, well, can't do that anymore. Trust me, there will be uh, that will just continue to happen. So you, that's where you just have to make the adaptations in your usage. Be smart. So really, a lot of times I'm not even taking as many mushrooms as I used to. Now, full tab of acid, it's been a it's been a long time. And again, uh, I am planning on doing just that for the first time this season to listen to every single King Gizzard album on a hit of acid. And honestly, it's a little. Yeah, it's like, holy shit, I haven't done that in a minute. And so that is going to be interesting because half half a hit also is pretty fun. Let's get back to it. So best case scenario for acid actually for me can be social it can be with a bunch of people on weak acid i would say best case scenario um you're hanging out with a bunch of people that you love 
and uh, you, there's a hot tub, like an outdoor hot tub situation, and you're just tripping, laughing, cracking jokes. Uh, somewhere you can be loud is good because you can just be a fucking goofball and, and someone's playing some good tunes and, uh, you know, fuck it. Yeah, there's there's some beers in the fridge and um, because, you know, but these days, no, I'd, I'd be probably I'd be drinking that coconut water, you know, a little flavor and uh, kicking it in the hot tub. Also, be careful drinking in the hot tub. But the that would be maybe a perfect weak acid scenario. Strong acid. You are at a Pink Floyd concert with the crazy lights. 80s or 90s but like mushrooms daytime running around exploring sunshine in your face look at all the visuals i'm gonna say nighttime acid run around like a city run around san francisco run around chicago go to a bunch of weird bars and shit uh mdma this is probably my favorite drug other than weed weed's the tried and true mdma molly is, has been an absolute love affair I don't know if I'm going to separate Molly from ecstasy. Is there a better scenario for one or the other? But it's supposed to both be MDMA. That's what it's supposed to be. Molly was supposed to be just pure MDMA. And ecstasy was a pressed pill with a bunch of other shit. That, and that's the reason why when we were younger taking pressies, uh, or people who are taking pressies now, I'm not, I'm not against taking pressies. I, when someone offers me a pressy, I, uh, I'm pumped. Molly... What a great idea in the beginning, but then just real quickly started getting stepped on and things were being told to us were, oh, it's pure Molly. It's like, well, that, that didn't last long. And then I was before I knew it, I was like, give me the pill with the who knows what's in there. <laughs> At least I know that one's going to kind of kick me in the ass like it used to. Molly, sometimes it's, it can be underwhelming, frankly, but underwhelming is OK as you get older. Yeah, that's OK. Sometimes you're just kind of looking for a base, again, just like a low level buzz that is a little more controlled you know for me it's uh mdma is the kind of drug where super beneficial uh, i do strongly believe in its benefits for for couple therapy and and uh relationship therapies and what is it drug assisted therapies and and so i do believe that because my experience with it has been that it's been really helpful for incredible bonding drug i like the way i feel on it i like the way i am on it um i feel like I do it at a moderate level, and I always have, except for, well, except for the very beginning when I first discovered it, but, like, I think that's a pretty common story. I was uh, 18 in college and uh, quickly fell in love with ecstasy and the disco biscuits at the exact same time, as you do, and uh, rode that out for a few years of love and MDMA. And now I still love it, which is hard. It's hard to still love drugs if you've done them a lot uh, over the years. Again, though... MDMA, love ya, used to drink on you like a fish. Then that was shut down. So now it's just pure MDMA. When I, The minute I take it, and I'll, a lot of times these days, just take like a 0.5 to kick it off. That's it. That's it. No more drinking for me. I'm done. It's coconut water time. I still really like the feeling of Molly. I think best case scenario, maybe I'm a basic, but put me into club. Put me into club, okay? Ecstasy. And fucking house music, yeah, that's my jam. That's what I want to dance, and that's the that's the shit that does it for me. House music, just EDM. Just put yourself into club. I'm talking going to the club, beats, griminess, glow sticks, everything, all that shit. That's that is that's I associate one with the other. It's almost like I can't separate it. Taking Molly in the middle of the day, what is that? No, thank you. You take it at night. You take it where you have music. 
you have people. I, I, you don't even need friends because you're going to make friends because you're on Molly. So uh, you don't even need friends. But you need people. You need contact, human contact, even if it's just people dancing around you. And, you know, you just get to kind of get in your element. That's what you need. I don't think I'm saying anything too too smart with this one. Um, this is about as uh, generic 101 as you get. Uh, MDA. I've been hearing about MDA for 20-something years. And it, it keeps coming up. And it's kind of been a, a real hit or, hit or miss. Maybe missing more than it hits for me and for other people I know who take it with me. MDA. Is it really MDA? Is it just an excuse for it to be something different? Sometimes it has. Sometimes it's just been bullshit. But I do, you know, say that I probably can get what I would hope to be a reliable MDA. And yeah, that one is definitely a bit more ramped up. Best case scenario for MDA. Uh, it's really not that different from MDMA. So I'm going to say MDMA or MDA. Find me in the club best case scenario if you're not there you're probably somewhere hopefully with live music that's always good of course disco biscuits for me and mdma have been a, uh, a match made in heaven as it is for so many it is great and but that's me i know that's not everybody so i would but i would say best case scenario for me put me in biscuits but mostly i mean you could put me in so many uh different producer dj sets and i would be so happy. Best case scenario. All right, let's get to an interesting one. It is cocaine. Cocaine. Best case scenario. And here it is, folks. This is the only one I'm going to say this for. Best case scenario for this drug is if you're drunk. If you're not drunk, what are you doing? And as someone who got pretty deep, in this in my 20s and it's a popular one to for, to drop off as you get older for most people and for all people eventually for sure the moderation just has to continue and continue and really coke seems like the drug at the beginning that you think it's like the universal great option because it just kicks you in the ass and gets you going and you just gives you more life and power through the night but really it doesn't and it doesn't work well with other drugs for the most part, it's not a great drug super late night for the come down because it's it's going to just do the reverse. And it's not a good drug to take earlier because it's not going to match well if you're taking other drugs. The only thing it's going to do is if it's going to take you if you're too drunk or just real drunk and it's going to give you the boost. It's going to sober you up, but it's going to like sober you up in a way where you're just like, whoa, hey, time for me to say stuff. You just get like a jolt in your body that's like boom and we're off that's what it's for it's for people who are drinking best best case scenario for coke is i have just had like three strong drinks three strong drinks and then i do like three lines over the course of the next like two hours of really solid cocaine obviously there's so much terrible cocaine and i have done my fair share of terrible cocaine. So, I, and this goes for all of the drugs, obviously. We're talking about the good shit, okay? So, let's not even get to that. Best case scenario, I've had three tasty cocktails. I am drunk because I don't have a good tolerance. So, you know, pick your perfect number. Do you have worse tolerance? Then are, are you a two-drink person? Like, oh shit, I'm hammered. Are you a six-drink person? Maybe you're just like Danish or something and you need eight beers before you're feeling it. Okay, 
Find that sweet spot where you're like, I am drunk, not just like a little buzzed and but like, you know, and not fall on the floor, but you can be, you know, pretty drunk. The perfect scenario to do coke is to not do it for too long. That's why I said three lines. Anything after three lines, that's when the trouble starts. So first line, that's going to just kind of really if it, it's going to it's going to hit you, it's going to wake you up. And now you're just going to be flying high on that combo. But it's going to wear down and you're going to want to do it again. Fine. Do it one more time. Back at it. Having fun. Getting another drink. It's, it is a combo that works. Third one. Now, by this point, if you're breaking them, breaking them out over the course of like 30 minutes, 45 minutes, maybe an hour, maybe. You know, that, that's a sizable amount of time. What's going to happen, though, is that the drunk is not going to be able to compete against any more cocaine once you're doing line four five six seven at that point the coke's taken over the drunkenness the combo's not going to be as good and now you're just going to be like super gacked out and you know that's a vibe for sure and that's a thing i've done countless countless times is just push it take it too far because that's what you know it's a it's a hell of a drug and and now it's uh 4 a.m 5 a.m 6 a.m 7 a.m 8 a.m., 9 a.m. to 10 a.m., 11 a.m., oh, God. And so, best case scenario, perfect way to do this cocaine is if you're sober, fuck no. If you're doing any drug, any other drugs, probably fuck no. If you are doing other drugs that night, honestly, it's not going to be a great companion to those. Live music, fuck no. Takes you out of it. Makes you just waste your time, like, talking to the person next to you chompers i'm looking at you when i see a guy that's like chomperish i'm like man he's probably on some fucking coke because it's just you just don't get into it but after line three you want to fade fade out perfect scenario you're not the one buying the coke either because <laughs> then you're stuck with the coke and man if there's one drug i can say it's like if you can avoid buying it and only do it when it's offered then make it cocaine also yeah i mean obviously you want your, your all your drugs tested so i still think that buying any drug is the preferred move, but I guess if you knew it was going to be perfectly tested and clean and, uh, and you know, in a perfect scenario, then you're also not paying for it because, uh, dang, I'm going to say that. That's This is the only drug that I'm going to say that for is that you actually want to be drunk if you're going to be doing coke. Uh, God, I've done coke sober, and we started the night with lines, and that just – you just never – Nothing can ever get in. Nothing, you can't feel anything else but just the desire for more Coke. And it's just, man, it's just a bad move. Uh, speaking of bad moves, let's go to, let's go back to weed, but let's talk edibles. Edibles, best case scenario. Is there one? Yeah, it's probably doing some and kicking it at home and watching a movie. Maybe I'm, I'm going to say this, maybe like a bad movie like or a weird movie or a movie that's like a yeah just a really bad comedy and you're on enough edibles where shit is fucking just jaw-dropping just fascinating to you <laughs> but not on so many edibles where um you have a panic attack and that's a that's a thin line for most people i don't i don't know what that is for me that's like 10 milligrams maybe, but even in 10 milligrams, I'm probably gonna have a bit of a panic attack at one point. So, but you know, that's me basically AF, but I'm gonna say not around people. That's more like I'm at home. You know, I, you could do that one alone. You don't even need someone else there. It could just be you and your cat 
and you could just take some edibles and just be wowed by some TV. It's a low-key type of thing, so keep it to that. I've taken edibles plenty of times for shows. It, it's, it can be nice. I would keep it light. Keep it light. Just take a little five milligram, pop a little something like that. I love these Camino gummies. Those are those are awesome, five milligrams. And I just take that, and that's just like, that's when that kicks in. That's just the baseline to, to work off of. And sometimes it's enough to just like be like, you know what? I'm good for a set. I'm just going to ride, rock this edible. Where we go from here? After the show. That's a before the show thing you can do. After the show, what's the best case scenario for nitrous? I would say best case scenario for nitrous, man. Nitrous is, it's so, it's so stupid. It's such a stupid drug. And even if you love it, even if you're listening to this and you're like, Dave, no, it's not. It's my favorite drug. (laughs) Whose favorite drug is nitrous? If it is, hey, even you, person who's listening to this, who claims that their favorite drug is nitrous, even you must know that, that it's stupid, right? I mean, we're talking mushrooms, acid, MDMA, and you're going to throw nitrous in the mix. It's the cheapest high. It's it's a it's a homeless man's ketamine. It's it's a disassociative tranquilizer, but in a 10 second brain fart. It's it's uh, it's dumb as hell. And here's what I fucking love it, too, guy. I do. And I only love it in one scenario. And that is after a fish show or again, let's just say any jam band show. I'd love it after a show especially a show I've been wowed at and I'm just coming out. It's more popular than ever now. And I don't know if that's just because of the efforts of the nitrous mafia or if it's really a supply and demand thing. And and honestly, the demand is clearly there. And you know what? Again, I said this earlier, you want to age gracefully. Well, guess what? Part of that is that you're going to go to shows and you're no longer then just going to be like tripping or rolling your face off so hard that you need to like be up for the next six, eight, 10 hours rocking late nights and other apartments and just keeping the party going. No, you're now getting older. You want to do this with grace. You're not going to shows and you're taking less or, you know, it's, you're not going to stay up as late. So yeah, nitrous is having quite a fucking heyday right now because especially with the fish scene, because fish fans are like forties, fifties, it's, they got kids, they got shit going on. They got a job the next day. They're not 22 anymore. And they're not going to spend all night at the tank, but they're going to get like a bunch of balloons, like, I don't know, a respectable amount, like anywhere between one and fuck it, eight. But you know what? Depending on where you're at and how much time you need to delay between before getting in your car and driving home and relieving the babysitter. You know what I mean? Nitrous is like perfect. Best case scenario is to give you an extra hour to maybe two if you're if you're you know, you need it. In the lot after a show where you're like buzzing high, coming down, and you just need to waste time without doing more hard drugs and uh, staying up all night and really, really feeling it the next day. Nitrous, it's like it's in fast, it's out fast. It makes you happy in the moment. And when it's all said and done, go home, go to bed. So that's the appeal of it. It's it's best case scenario is that there's no there's nothing else there's no other place for it i had recently went to a drum and bass warehouse party in los angeles and there was nitrous for sale there were balloons and i jumped on the opportunity immediately because that night i was just taking it easy i think i had like a couple drinks smoked a little weed uh, i wasn't on anything else 
I don't think. And so when next when I know I could start buying balloons at a bar in this warehouse to this very hectic drum and bass music, it was it was pretty uh, intense drum and bass. So I wasn't like especially feeling the music. And man, the combination of that and a head full of nitrous was actually pretty awesome. And I was like, oh, because I've never seen that before. I didn't see that. I don't see that at house warehouse events but i guess it's a thing with drum and bass kids and then i did it and i was like oh yeah okay this is a pretty pretty awesome combo didn't see that coming that's actually pretty rad but i'm not going to put that above the post show hang because you know while it is kind of cool to kind of like float around for for seconds at a time at a drum and bass show it's i'd still rather just kind of be messing around giggling with with some friends all feeling great from uh from just seeing a lot of good music so nitrous has its place is what i'm saying believe it or not i think what it, the, the balloon thing is is leaving it back you know leaving your balloons on the ground fuck off i like to do nitrous sometimes and i pocket all my balloons like a fucking gentleman so what are you doing you know what are you doing throwing your balloons i get it you're fucking high as fuck on nitrous and shit but like yo I've always hated nitrous for that, and I uh, avoided it for so long because I was just so fed up looking at those lots after a show, just in disgust. And uh, and then I hit forty. <laughs> I was like, "Yo, I can't be out all night. What, what what's the alternative? Doing a couple loons in the lot, lot C with the crew, and then going home, going to bed by twelve thirty. Okay. Uh, I just pocket my balloons. Okay." Next one, and we'll speed it up because I know I'm taking too long. Next one up, Xanax. Okay, this is a tricky one, but I'll say this. If you're just using the Xanax recreationally, then no, you're doing it wrong. Uh, Xanax, unless you're doing it, then if you have a really long flight, pop some Xanax. That's, that's probably the best use for it in your everyday life. Other than that, the big thing that people use it for is coming down and trying to sleep after a night. Be careful with that, but it is. It is the perfect thing. As, as long as enough time has passed between the drug use, uh, the molly, the coke, whatever, enough time has passed. Definitely. Do not do not pop those two consecutively. But if it has, Xanax is a lifesaver. So it's the come down with Xanax and only the come down. Do not, yeah, don't, don't preemptively take xanax i have these friends i did coke with they used to take tylenol pm we would hang out so at like 5 a.m 6 a.m when like the the bag was running low they'd start busting out they take like one tylenol pm and then they would like cut up even like smaller lines i'll do like these little minuscule lines and they would drag it out over another like hour hour and a half of like doing the rest of the bag in tiny little bumps and then also periodically taking tylenol pm i was like this is a bad bad idea i didn't do it i was just watching them do it like now i'm gonna wait till i'm like done with the uppers before i tell my body it's sleepy time yeah and that's what you should do that should be a rule of thumb next up ketamine guys i'll say i'm gonna talk about ketamine going forward and some other stuff in another episode ketamine though i think it's just ultimately comes down to this it's the come down it's the molly come down you don't want to take more molly you don't want to take any more uppers and so ketamine is, it's the perfect come down companion to ecstasy. It's the late night move that you can do. It's why I, I used to hear ketamine at five in the morning and I didn't know why. And, and now I realize it is that. I've had actually pretty 
poor experiences with it when I've used it for anything else. So it's not my go-to for any night for like the move, but it's a great like, oh, well, now it's 3 a.m. and we want to like kind of keep the party going. That's when it's always been the most fun for me. And that's been a few times. And I think I'm just going to keep it there. That's what I'm going to do. This, I, these are, this is how I do these things. And, and this is really, only, you know, the only chance, the only really situation that I try to put myself in with these various drugs at this point. So I was at a bachelor party last year in Las Vegas, and we all took ketamine and went to the Golden Tiki Bar. Uh, if you're not familiar with tiki bars, well, tiki bars and tiki drinks are like, tiki drinks are like sugary, fruity, sometimes frozen-y type drinks. And and a tiki bar oftentimes is going to have like, you know, picture it. It's going to, it's going to like, it's going to throw you into some luau looking type place. You're outside, but you're inside. There's this place called the Golden Tiki. Okay. Here's what I got to tell you. The place is called the Golden Tiki. It's in Las Vegas in a strip mall. Outside, you would have no idea that when you walk through the doors, you would be transported into a different magical world. Visual sensations and sounds, just birds chirping and lights flickering. And there's like a three-piece surf rock band that walks around the bar. It is a magical little world tucked into this strip mall. And I can tell you that... Best case scenario, I st- it, yeah, sure, late night, you're rolling, you're hanging with some friends, it, the come down's there, and you take some ketamine. Cool, classic, good for you. You want to really go best case scenario is go to the Golden Tiki Room in Las Vegas on ketamine. Man, I didn't even drink. I, I, had, a, I had a virgin drink, but I had a blast. Golden Tiki Room, that's best case scenario for ketamine. DMT. I haven't f- gone full deep into DMT and uh, and definitely not ayahuasca. So I don't have a ton of experience with DMT, but I would say probably some are super comfortable and and uh, and quiet and and supervised would be best case scenario. I don't know if there's any external factors that you can do to make DMT better. But if you do know that, again, if you're hearing this and you know and you want to share your your wisdom, then uh, then hit us up. Let me know, and I will pass that on in a future episode so that we can break it down. And we can revisit a whole bunch of these as well in the future. We can look, oh, and maybe at more that I'm forgetting. Um, but that's been my little breakdown of, uh, of probably the more popular taken drugs and what I consider to be the way to take them, which is uh, already just, I, why am I putting this on the record? Why am I putting, uh, why am I recording this and uh, putting it out there? That's the guys, that's what I do for you. Okay. I, I'm exposing myself and my history of drug use for for you. And and please listen to your boy. Listen to your boy because he knows what he's talking about. If you're in it for the long game, if you're like, this is my shit, this is my music, then uh, you gotta you gotta pace yourself and listen to your body. Most importantly, everybody is different. Everybody's got different bodies. Everybody's shit. And, and if you're not in a good headspace, don't take shit. That's another thing I always live by. You know, if I'm bummed out, it's just not the time to trip. If I'm feeling a certain kind of way, it's just not the time to take a certain drug because it's going to, you know, the come down might just be like too brutal. So listen to yourself, listen to your body. Don't do anything you don't feel comfortable doing. And if you keep the drug used to just the primo perfect situations to do them or 
they're as best as you can get to. That way, you're really harnessing the powers uh, of what these drugs can, uh, can offer. And that, I think, is about the healthiest way that you can go about doing illicit drugs. Right? Okay. Let's keep this show rolling, shall we? Uh, excuse me? About ability? Uh, yeah, Marco? Uh, what, what does it do? I was thinking, uh, well, I, um, I, I wanted to uh, come out. You wanted to come, oh, like, you mean like right now? Um, yeah, that's okay. Dude, yeah, yeah, of course, man. Uh, wow, <laughs> I'm honored, dude, yeah, uh, right now, okay, yeah, what do you, uh, uh you do the, th- you do your, do, do that, do that. Um, I, uh, I, maybe you guys have already assumed I, uh, I was, um, I, I didn't know until a couple of years ago, um, but I think, uh, I think it's time, uh, I, uh, I call my parents, if that's okay. Yeah, no, let's, let's, uh, yeah, just give them, give them a ring here. All right, let's do this. Let's let them know. Okay. Oh, God, I'm so nervous. Oh, dude, dude, I'm sure they'll understand. Okay. Hello? Hello? Oh, hey, hey Mom. It's, it's... Marco? Yeah, yes. Hey, Mom. Oh, Marco, how are you doing? Oh, your father's right here. Hello, my son. How are you today? I'm, I'm good, Father. Um... You still working for peanuts for that podcast loser? Say what? Uh, yeah, hi. Uh, yes. Yes, I am. Oh, that's okay, sweetheart. Thanks, Mom. I, uh, I wanted to tell you both something that's been on my mind for a very long time. Oh, my God, sweetheart. What is it? Yes, what is it, son? Um, I, uh, I wanted to let you know that I am a... <sighs> you can say it, ma'am. Goose fan. What? Oh, my God! Our son? Um... No son of mine's a goose fan. No, they're just a fad. Mom, they're not a fad. They're the real deal. Oh, God. <laughs> oh, my God. No. Uh, damn it. <laughs> you look at you did to your mother. You made your mother so upset, Marco. I'm sorry. It's just who I am. Wait, this is about you being a goose fan? You're tearing this family apart. You know, other kids are goose fans, too. But not my Marco. Mom, this is just who I am. We're going to need to think about this, son. This is a lot for us to process right now. <laughs> I, I love you, Marco, but I, I, this is tough for me. Mom, I'm sorry. We'll talk, to, talk to you soon, son. Okay, Dad. <sighs> oh, dude, man. I'm sorry, dude. I, um, if it makes you feel any better, dude, I'm, I'm, uh, I'm a goose fan. It, do- <laughs> it doesn't really. <sighs> No. Okay. Yeah. All right. Well, I'm, uh, that was real guys. That was real. Okay. So we're going to keep this episode rolling and, uh, and let's bring out a guy that we've already had here on the podcast. One time he organizes post fish show orgies and, uh, his name is Doug. Ladies and gentlemen, let's bring him out here. It's Doug, the fish orgy promoter. Hey, Doug, what's poppin'? Poppin' out like some titties. 
Titties bouncing around the room. Oh, yeah. All right, well, that kind of made sense. Oh, come on above the Dave. Don't be a Madison Square. Oh, yeah. All right, Doug. Well, Doug, uh, how's it been going with the ladies lately? Oh, the ladies? Ooh, let me think. Mm, I've been giving the ladies more O's than there are on Fishman's dress. Ooh, yeah. Oh, yeah. You doing another fish orgy soon? I'll tell you this much above the Dave. Most events aren't planned. But this one is, it's another summer, summer tour. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah? That's cool, man. Oh, yeah, this one's called, it's an Olivia's Fool Party. Oh, we're taking it wet and wild. Oh, yeah. Oh, that sounds fun. Oh, it is fun, above the Dave. Ladies, you listening out there? You like a steady slap? Oh, yeah. Because I'm going to pump you until you scream. Uncle Ebenezer. Oh, yeah. I'm going to come like an antelope. Out of control. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. Let me lick your possum, girl. Ooh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And don't worry, I'll use plenty of first lube. Oh, Ooh, yeah. We don't want no sand jobs going on. Oh, no. Either way, I'm more of a David Blowy type of guy. Ooh, yeah. yeah. Hey, baby. Listening right now on this hot podcast. Are you a farmer? Because I want to get all up in that farmhouse. Ooh, yeah. Don't be shy, girl. No need to be silent in the morning. Oh, yeah. Oh. Yeah. Just be free. Oh, yeah. Oh. If you're a freak, trust me, girl, I'm a freak. So we're just some birds of a leather. Ooh, Ooh yeah. yeah. Okay, dude. Ladies, listen in. Ooh. You hear me? I, they, they hear you loud and clear, Doug. Everything's right, so just hold my cock tight. Ooh, I'll be bringing you lots of joy, girl. Mm. Oh, yeah. yeah. All right, Doug, simmer down. Let me rub up on those big old jaboobs. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. Ladies, I've got a velvet bed. Call it mating in the velvet sea. Oh, yeah. Oh, Jesus. Let's not waste any more time. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. I'll make you scream for more. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. Girl, I'll give you pleasure. Limb by limb. Oh, yeah. Let's make contact, baby. If I could, I'd stash this llama in your cavern. Would you say we twist in the dirt and make my poor heart sparkle? Now let this meat stick punch you in the eye. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, yeah. For that one. Oh, yeah. Okay, that was like a run-on pickup line. Damn, girl. You are so fuego. Ooh. Ooh, yeah. You are making me horn. Ooh. Okay. Oh, you're still going. Baby, you got to come to this orgy. Because I just want to look under that hairy hood. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, Jesus. Baby, it's just our destiny unbound. Ooh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Baby, take a look down in my pants, and you'll see my turtle in the clouds. Oh, yeah. It's 
simple, girl. I just want that sugar shack. Oh, oh yeah. And sure, if you want to hang out after the oblivious fool party, we can hang out. Because there's always life beyond the cream. Ooh. Oh, yeah. But you know, girl, all things reconsidered. Ooh. I'd love to sleep again. Oh, Ooh. yeah. Because oh, I'm feeling hella shafty. Oh, oh yeah. Oh, so all the ladies out there getting all fired up. Can I just say a special hello to your pet cat? Oh, Ooh, yeah. Because, yeah. girl, I want to make you cross-eyed and painful. Mm. Oh, yeah. Girl. Mm. You know what I could use right now, baby? Oh, God. I could use some fluff head. Ooh. Oh, yeah. And I'm going to keep busting until it's the end of session. Oh, oh yeah. Did I? Which, by the time I'm done, will probably be 20 years later. Ooh, oh, yeah. Yeah. Long time. Okay, man. Well, uh, nice having you here, as always. How can uh, people hear about this orgy coming up, Doug? Oh, you can email me. Okay, what's that email? It's chuckdustorgy at gmail.com. Oh, yeah. Okay, and I'll send you the secret address the day of the Big Bang. We accept all kinds of fish fans. Whether you're a rail lizard, a poster boy, a tarper, a chomper, a spinner, a hooper, a wook, a bro, Jewish, or even part Jewish. Either way, we accept you for who you are, and you are welcome to strut your stuff. Strut, strut. Oh, yeah, baby. All right, ladies and gentlemen, give it up once again for Doug the Fish, orgy promoter. Okay, our last guest of the podcast episode today are two living legends. One of them just turned 90, and the other, well, he's carrying 245s, so it all adds up. Ladies and gentlemen, it's Willie Nelson and Snoop Dogg. <coughs> yeah, wasn't that, wasn't that nice time? Oh, Willie, it's a pleasure. Come on, sit down here, Willie. Uh, I sure need to sit down. Oh, that's nice. Snoop Dogg. Bow wow. Yeah. One to be up. What's up, my G? Not much, dude. Not much. You mind if I smoke this shit? Oh, not at all, man. Definitely light it up. Yeah. Roll it up. Light it up. Smoke it up. Place it up. Well, what are we smoking next, Snoop Dogg? Willie, we gonna smoke a big old blunt. Yeah. Yeah. No sticks, no stems, no seeds. Just that sense of me. Yeah. That sounds nice. Oh, man, yeah. I, I fucking cut smoke with you dudes? Shit, someone's always trying to moose this shit. People always turn trying to smoke my weed. Mostly the cops. Man, you've been busted so many fucking times for weed. Fucking ridiculous, man. Well, you know, still here, 90 years old, still kicking. <coughs> oh, this is some good shit. This is some real good shit. Man, this is the D-O-double-G. Believe that. Believe yeah. <coughs> oh, dude, yeah, That. thank you for that, that blunt, really. Oh, this is some... That bubana chronic that make you choke. Shit, this ain't no joke. Man, you guys are cool as hell. <laughs> Which y'all want to smoke next? Let's smoke that bong. 
Shit, big dog will. Oh, damn, you guys puff tough. <coughs> damn! That was a big-ass cloud, dude. Whoa, damn, man. It's everywhere. This is a hot box in the studio. Yeah, bow, wow, wow, yippee, yo, yippee, yay. Let me smoke that weed. <laughs> oh gee yeah damn oh man so you guys just uh played together for willie's 90th birthday holy shit dude happy birthday man <coughs> well, yeah, thank you man thank you yeah, that means a lot yeah it's crazy i'm the last person i think you still be alive right now yeah man 90 that's that is that is rare I, what do you attribute to you uh living so long given that you know you've been this like rock star for so many decades <clears throat> honestly i think it's just smoking all this weed bow, 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 well speaking of that cuz which weed you want to smoke next murder was the chase y'all want to smoke some gravity bongs Ooh, ooh wee, 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 wee. g's up hose down while you motherfuckers bounce to this all right snoop dogg is rolling out a gravity bong out of nowhere i'm gonna hit this shit first all right smoke that let me light it for you thanks big whale <laughs> yeah, 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 boy. Me. All right, let me smoke some of this shit. Damn, it's clouding up. That's a big old battle bomb hit. Whoa, holy shit, that's clouding up, bro. He's going for it. <laughs> Shit, Willie. Willie. Willie Nelson. Oh my god, do we have medics on site? We do. Okay, we got some medics on site. Okay, okay, can we. Please, God. Oh god, we gotta check this dude. Murder was the case. Oh wait. <laughs> <laughs> <coughs> 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 oh my god, he's a back. He's back. He's back. Oh my god, Willie, are you alright? I ain't gonna be the first one to die from weed. <coughs> I'm high as shit though. <laughs> Whoa, I just saw God. Again. Yeah, man, good to have you back. Yeah, Big Willie, I was getting concerned that I'd have to smoke all this weed by myself. <laughs> man, it is smoky as fuck here. So Snoop Dogg, what's been new with you? Oh, hey boys, how are you? Oh shit, we got a special drop in from Donna Jean Goshow, everybody. D D D D D D D D D J Goshow. Hello, boys. Little hippity hoppiters. Ooh, is this Snoop D or Double G? Bow wow. Back off, biatch. Oh yeah, no, no worries, Snoop. She's uh, she's harmless. This is Donna Jean Goshow, one of the members of the Grateful Dead. Oh shit, yeah, that's some G shit right shit, there. Shit. Thank you so much, SNOOP. Can I smoke with you, boys? Sure, you can smoke this weed. Hey there, Donna. Hey there, Willie. No, I like me some younger women. <laughs> Save some for us, Donna Jane. DJ Oh, yes. Hey, Snoop Dogg. How about I bust a beat? 
and you take a rhyme. Well, drop that beat. Here we go. Here we go. Hip hop, you boys. With so much drama in the NBC, it's kind of hard being a Snoop D O double G. Kick a little something for the G's Make a few wins as I breeze through Two in the morning and my body's still jumping Cause my mama ain't home I got bitches in the living room Getting it on and they ain't leaving till six in the morning So what you wanna do? I got a pocket full of rubbers in my home Boys do too So turn off the lights and close the door But but for what we don't love them hoes Yeah Yo, 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 yo. Whoa, all right, sick. We got the DJ Gasha remix. Thank you, Thunder Hip Hop with the Hip Hop Boys. Damn, baby girl, you're so beautiful. Oh my God, thank you, Snoop <coughs> Well, I gotta be getting home. It's almost dinner time. Oh shit, it's 1 p.m. Well, I'm 90 years old above the day if I'm going to bed at five o'clock. Yeah, yeah, that makes sense. Well, Willie Nelson, what a pleasure to have you here and to smoke weed with you. You're fucking awesome, dude. Thank you, Solomon. It's been nice. It's been fun. And I'd love to have you guys come back. Uh, you know, a lot of people don't know that you guys are really good friends. have made some music together. Uh, and Snoop performed at your 90th birthday party at the Hollywood Bowl. And so I know you guys are, are super tight. So we'd love to have you come back anytime and smoke some weed here with us. Yeah, yeah. Blood out. Blood out. Blood lifted. Out. Smoking that weed. That's what I'm saying, Snoop. Definitely. Anytime, man. Wow. Absolute dream of mine to smoke weed with Snoop Dogg. So this is, wow. It's just incredible for me. Yo, well, but the Dave, you got any Tango Ray? Um, you know, you can check the green room, but I'm pretty sure we got Seagram's. Ah, I love that Seagram's gin. Everybody got a cup, but they ain't shipped in. Well, this type of shit happens all the time. You got to get yours before I got to get mine. <laughs> Oh shit, yeah, dropping the Snoop verse. <clears throat> this man's a poet right here above the day. Yeah, I believe that, man. All right, guys, pleasure having you. Go uh, go drink all my booze if bow you down, want. Bow down, bow down. All right, guys, Yo. good seeing you. Thank you so much for coming by. DJ Gasho, thanks for popping in. That was sick. That is going to do it for episode 47 of the Lot Scene Podcast. I would like to thank my guest, Doug, the Post Fish Show Orgy Promoter. And, of course, Willie Nelson, Snoop Dogg, and Donna Jean Gashow for coming on to the podcast today. And we learned a lot today. You know, we learned how to do our drugs, and we learned that Marco is officially out as a Goose fan. Marco, how are you feeling about that? I, I feel great. I really do. They're getting the torch. Yeah, okay. Well, just be you, bro. Whatever feels right. Next week, we are going to be talking about LP Giobi's Garcia album. If you're not familiar, a DJ producer by the name of LP Giobi made a remix of the iconic Jerry Garcia album. I think it was his first solo album, the album titled Garcia. And it uh, had a, some people absolutely flipping out in ecstasy and other deadheads scoffing at the audacity and so i want to talk about that a little bit after that tom york is coming back onto the podcast and he is coming onto the podcast to do some fish songs that's right tom york is going to give some fish songs the radiohead treatment after that we're going to check in on what's going on with lisa the wife of the fish fan 
and see how she's holding up. And finally, returning to the podcast, one of our favorites, it's Billy Strings, everybody. So thank you again for listening. Please leave a five-star review. And I will see you next week on another episode of The Lot Scene.